This podcast is sponsored by OMI, the company that makes CRM work. Today's guest is Bill Hale, CEO and co-founder of FetchGoat. My name is Bill Hale. I'm the co-founder and CEO of FetchGoat. And what we do at FetchGoat is we solve um, a huge problem in business today with companies that use multiple delivery partners. And so they have to manage those delivery partners manually. And we built a technology that allows, uh, that allows us to lay over the top of all those delivery partners and translate that into a single dashboard. And Bill, this seems to me like a relatively new problem, right? I mean, with the, with the huge volume of home deliveries now and, and so many businesses built just, you know, with, with that as like a very core value prop, like how long have you guys been, been in business and, and how long have you really been focusing on this problem? So the problem has been an ongoing problem forever. Um, it yeah. really has. Um, and it's really accelerated, as you mentioned, over the last few years. But this has been an ongoing problem and one that we've been meaning to solve for some time. But uh, we started the company in 2020 during the pandemic. And so at that point, we started, you know, we, we put the idea together, we made sure it was sound, and then we started to build it. And so uh, it took us uh, quite some time to build it. Uh, as you know, technology builds are very expensive. And uh, so we were on a, we were on a quite a budget, but we bootstrapped um, until, you know, we started generating revenue. And, and then we brought in a, an equity partner. I'm curious what it is about your background or maybe, you know, a background of a, of a business partner that made you guys sort of key in on this problem and think, okay, we're the people to solve this. Uh, and, and maybe a corollary to that, once you, once you tell me the answer to that one, what sort of new technology has made it possible for you to, to solve this problem now? Like what, what is the confluence of like events and, and tech that, that really made this the time? That's a great question. So for most of my career, I led sales teams. When we would go visit a customer, we would go in and we would go into a conference room and we would meet with them and um, take our beating, you know, from the customer and uh, or, or, you know, present our numbers for them. And then we would go outside and we would meet the team. And the team were the folks that were out there tracking and tracing shipments and calling the carriers for status updates and missing signed bill of ladings and just lots of manual work. And so we knew back then, even even years and years ago, that was just a very manual job. And it's not because the customer's broken. It's because the industry is broken. The industry is made up of so many different carriers. There are literally hundreds of thousands of providers out there, and they all use different technology. There's, there's a handful of technology that the larger ones use, but the other ones are using a complete mishmash of, of technology. As a matter of fact, I, I, read a, I read a quote recently that said that of the industry that we're in, there is no technology provider that has double-digit market share. So it's just super, super, you know, fractional out there in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and that means the, the shippers, the people that are shipping the, the goods, their only way to manage that is to throw people at it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just not scalable. So we knew we had, we knew we had an opportunity to build something great uh, and helpful. And um, so that's what we went after. You might look at like a global, you know, health crisis and, and, you know, stock market meltdown is like maybe a bad time to start a company. But for you guys, I would imagine, you know, people sitting at home ordering things. This is like a pretty great time. How, how did that play into your thinking? Yeah, it really did. You know, really did. So uh, people, you know, and I look at Amazon really as the driver of that. Amazon changed all of us that, hey, we need it now. You know, I'm not going to use it for a couple of days, but dadgummit, I want it on my doorstep now. And so Amazon changed that for us, um, you know, years ago. Between Amazon, FedEx, and UPS, um, you know, they have really, really, really 
change the way that um, deliveries are done today. Now, you have a whole host of providers out there that, um, that do the same type of delivery. Um, so as a matter of fact, um, most people don't know that FedEx and UPS, they don't deliver all their packages themselves. So they have delivery partners all over the U.S. that actually do most of the deliveries, the home uh, deliveries for them. FedEx and UPS will handle the, um, you know, the inner city where there's a lot of density and a lot of shipments going on. But all the rural stuff and, and the, you know, the, all the neighborhoods and home deliveries, they got delivery partners out there, literally hundreds of thousands of them. And so the challenge is, is you know, if you, if you take a step back, FedEx and UPS, they're not the biggest delivery networks out there. It's all of those, you know, what we call last mile delivery partners that are there. That is actually the largest delivery network out there. And so our ultimate goal at FetchGoat is to capture all of them under a single technology. Now, so who are you selling to? Is it is it the is it the delivery companies themselves? Is it retailers? Like how, how are you like when you when you're going out there and actually selling this? Who 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 are your customers? My goodness, I mean retailers, um, reference laboratories. Um, you know, the, when you go get your your specimens taken at the doctor, they take blood, they have to send it off to be tested. Our companies, so we work with them because they work with multiple delivery partners around the country. Um, goodness, banks. We have uh, some of the largest banks uh, under wing now. You know, some some of these banks are taking us to multiple countries and it's really all over the board. So if you are a business and you ship a product and you use multiple delivery partners, which is everybody, then you should be reaching out for a fetch code. We can help you. Right, right. And and when, when you go out and you, you know, you're talking to a new, you know, prospective customer, what are some of the... I don't know, hurdles you have to overcome in that sales process and how do you, what, like, what are you hearing from them and, and how do you, how do you address those concerns? I, I, it could be anything, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure what you're going to tell me, but I'm, in any sales process, there's got to be some, some friction there, some resistance and, and, and some way to overcome it, right? Yeah, there is, there is. And, and the one challenge is, you know, is this technology sustainable? You know, right now we have a lot of people that have a lot of great relationships with these providers. You know, they pick up the phone, they talk to them every single day. Um, there's there's an element of trust there. And at some point, you have to look at that from a business standpoint and decide, okay, um, can we use technology to enhance this? So instead of having 15 people on the phone, maybe I only need 12 or, you know, or less. So what we found is that we drive anywhere between 40 and 60% productivity, productivity improvement, excuse me. And then the ROI on the technology is about 4.2 months. So it's going to pay for itself in 4.2 months. Hmm. I, I'd imagine there are some complications when you start to ship internationally. Is that something you guys are, you know, how, how do you deal with that? What, what were some of the surprising hiccups that came along when you started to do it? What, tell me about tell me about that. Well, luckily, my my co-founder is a technical co-founder. And uh, so he's he's there in, in, um, in Alpharetta with, with Brad, our friend. But he is, he's brilliant. He really is. I, I can't say enough uh, good things about him. And he used to run all the global integrations for a company called Siemens, uh, which is a huge multinational organization. And so the concern that I had was, okay, well, gosh, we have all these different countries coming inbound. You know, how are we going to manage this in one dashboard? And he reminds me, it's just data, you know? So right, it doesn't right. matter where it comes from. It's, it's just data. We pull it in and, and um, everything's going to be fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you have an interesting background 
you know, you're a combat vet. You were telling me before we started recording that uh, you, you joined the Navy under some interesting, I think, I think you said Navy, under interesting circumstances. Um, you're a Native American mentor. Like, tell me about some of your background. How'd you, how'd you get to where we are today? And I, I don't know, I'd, I'd just love to hear a story or two. I grew up in Oklahoma and uh, I'm Native American. Um, my mom is full blood Native American. I'm about three quarter. Um, I say from pretty much from the neck down. Hmm. And uh, so we grew up uh, with very humble beginnings. And, uh, you know, we, we were, you know, we were poor. And, um, and so people always say, well, how do you know? Because kids don't know when you're poor. Well, let me tell you, when the other poor kids in the neighborhood go, damn, man, you guys are poor, then you get a pretty <laughs> good idea. And so we, um, you know, when I was in fourth grade, I learned that girl shirts button from the other side. Did you guys know that? I, I learned that I was a little older, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that because I was wearing a hand-me-down shirt. I had three sisters and uh, I got called out of school. And um, so that's when I developed a sense of humor at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, having a sense of humor about it, I just made a decision at that point that I'm, I don't want to live like this for the rest of my life. And, and so I went to work, you know, at that point I, I was, I was really driven to get myself out of there. And, and that's what I focused on. And, uh, you know, wasn't, didn't have a huge nest egg to go and to go to a great school. So I had to, had to figure that out on my own, got there. I did horrible in school, but man, I was a lot of fun to party with. So they politely asked me to, to depart. Um, so I hung around for a couple of months, like uh, anybody, any good student would. And then I left and decided, okay, well, I'm going to join the Navy and, um, and let the Navy pay for my school. You know, and so with the GI Bill, um, I'll be able to get an education plus a paycheck and uh, and see the world. And so, so that's what I did. Best decision ever. I had a ball, and of course, war broke out, and my my timing is impeccable. So, <laughs> Bill, I love I love hearing from people who you know who begin in a you know in one way and they end up expanding their horizons, becoming successful, seeing the world. Could you just drill in on that for me just a little bit? Like, what was it about the Navy? It sounds like that's where it happened for you. And I'm curious, like, if you remember anyone in particular, a mentor for for you, maybe an experience that you had that really opened your eyes and helped you see, okay, there's more to this world, and I can I can sort of access it now. Yeah, you know, it, it was really um, the brotherhood that that you had with those. Um, you know, it's it's really an interesting study that when you go into the military, you have literally all walks of life that come in there. You got kids that come in to have money, education, um, you know, the the typical you know golden spoon, and then you got kids like me that didn't have a pot to piss in. However, you have one common goal, and that's you know what we're representing. And the camaraderie that happens there, I've, I've been trying to figure that out and how we can apply that in business to have everyone literally rowing in the same direction towards a common goal, no matter what your background or position in the organization is. You know, and that's really the, one of the greatest takeaways that I have. And, you know, these guys would do anything. We do anything for each other. Even today, I've been out since, um, since 94 and, you know, we have a very close group that, you know, we have a Zoom call uh, quite often. We um, we have regular phone calls and emails and texts and uh, social media groups, and but we stay in constant contact. And uh, when when someone needs help, we help them. So it never changes. Um, so we had a leader also that um, is now since retired, and we keep in very close contact with him. He was extremely instrumental for a lot of us. And in this role as a mentor, tell me about that. What do you, what do, you do? How are you? How are you helping people? So the tribe that I'm 
uh, representatives, the Creek Nation tribe. They have a college uh, up in Oklahoma, and um, they have a, a group of men, businessmen that have, you know, are from from the tribe and from the area. And we've gotten together and decided to mentor uh, these kids. And really because most of these kids were like me. And so I can relate to them and tell them that there's, you have a lot of choices and um, that, you know, they need to take advantage of all the opportunities that are out there. And, you know, and, and there's a lot more opportunities than, than they see, mm. you know, right there, you know, within some of these small towns in Oklahoma, there's a lot of opportunities around the world. So I become very active and um, I took kind of a break over the last couple of years, you know, launching the company, but I'm, I'm ready to get back into it. Oh, that's, that's really great. Um, so getting back to Fetchco, what, what are the problems you're, you're trying to fix right now? Like, what are, you, what are you trying to solve for and, and what's next for the company? So today there's a lot of turmoil in FedEx and, and UPS. You know, UPS is, you know, threatening a strike. FedEx is uh, trying to right size. They're losing market share. It's, it's really sad. I never thought I would see that in my lifetime that, um, you know, FedEx would lose such significant market share. And people are realizing now that with technology, that it's very possible that they don't have to rely on FedEx and UPS any longer. And so, you know, here comes Fetchcoat, and we're able to connect all those shipping options that are out there under a single umbrella for them and make it a lot easier. And so that's what's keeping us really busy and keeping keeping us focused today, you know, just making sure that we're delivering the product that we say we will and um, enhancing the product for all. But, you know, we, we really, really generate a lot of efficiencies for the shipper, but we also generate a lot of efficiencies for the carriers too, because you know, the carriers aren't burdened with, you know, inundated with phone calls, emails, because everything's ha- happening now in real time for the shipper right on their screen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and if anyone listening wants to learn more about Fetchco, where can they go? Oh, come and visit us at fetchcoat.com. Uh, Follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, we have regular content, uh, weekly content. We push out on LinkedIn. Uh, we give away a lot of the prizes. We just gave away. Uh, we just gave away an Xbox with the Goat Simulator Three. We love apparel and and stickers and you name it. Um, you know, we want we want to have fun with the name and we want to have um, you know we want to have a good following. We've we've had a really good following so far. And we certainly are honored, you know, when people make the time to comment and um, and share our material. So, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously uh, and we like to have a good time and, you know, hence the name. And uh, so, again, we, we are just absolutely honored that, that people take the time to follow us. Well, Bill, I'm, I'm tempted to ask what Goat Simulator 3 is, but I'm going to leave that for our next chat so that it'll be a little cliffhanger for next time you come come on and, and chat with me. But I just want to thank you for your time today. It's been really a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you. George, thank you so much. 